Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. We are going to chat now to Miriam Duffy from Rape Crisis Midwest and Gillian Baker from ADAPT. Uh, they're going to talk to us about today marking uh, the start of 16 days of action against gender-based violence around the world. And the Limerick Area Network on Violence Against Women will be moving their work online this year. And Miriam is also chair of uh, the LAN. Uh, you're both very welcome. Good morning to you. Good um, morning, but, but I mean, I have to obviously start... Whereas would you start um, with uh, this um, controversy over the school in Carlo and their instructions to female students? What did you make of it, Miriam? Um, I, I think, do you know, it's, 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 again, I agree, it's wrong. No no one can dictate what people should and shouldn't wear. Um, and I'm, I'm not even, I have to confess, Joe, I, I kind of, that's been on the periphery of my radar at the moment. We're, we're so busy. I'm not even sure if that school has a particular uniform or, you know, stuff like that. So, obviously, schools that do have uniform... Um, well, our understanding is that um, uh, on gym days, the um, people participating in gym are allowed to wear their gym gear yeah. all day rather than their school uniforms. But it appears as though the objections were raised um, um, due to what was being worn as gym gear. Yeah. Well, I, do you know, it, it's it's an internal thing for, for the school, as far as I can see. And, you know, it's... But I mean, simple question, is it right? Is that sort of instruction to female students? And it wasn't directed at the male students. Is that right? No, no. It should be, it should be standard across the board if, you know, uh, and... Basically, I, I do tend to feel that, you know, schools that do have uniforms and dress code do have a certain right to dictate what's appropriate, what's not appropriate in relation to kind of uniform dress code standards. But just to blanket put out, uh, no tight clothing, no whatever, however that letter went. And it was, I mean, they were called to assemblies, the female students. And apparently the reason given was that uh, these tight fitting clothes were causing distraction for some of the teachers. Yeah, uh, listen, that's just, that says a lot about the teachers. You uh, know. Gillian uh, from ADAPT, what did you make of it? Yeah, like like Miriam, I I would have I just briefly kind of heard about it, and I would kind of share the or echo the message that the, this needs to be kind of consistent across the board, and not just kind of targeted at as young females in the school. Um, and I suppose it's just how you deliver messages too, and that it needs to be done in a respectful way. Um, but I I don't know the details, the full details of the situation either. Yeah, what is interesting though is. Both of you are expressing views that probably aren't as trenchant as a lot of the views on social media around this. Okay. Yeah. Um, as I say, like it, it's it may be just Joe. It's something that is, as I say, both Julia and myself, it's something that we were very aware of, but we haven't engaged in. It's it's you know obviously it's. As Julian said, like if a message is being delivered, it needs to be delivered respectfully, 
um, maybe the students need to have been consulted about it. Um, you see, I think I think some happened, people you know, it, some it, it, some people are connecting that message um, to the sort of messages that uh, have been delivered to young women over the years about what they wear, uh, when they wear it, and where they wear it. Um, yeah, and it may not be that they, that's, that was probably not the intention at all. You know, so it, it's like, that's why I'm reluctant to comment on something that I don't fully know or understand. Um, you know, and the thing about it is, on social media, you know, Joe, you'd be very aware of this yourself. Sometimes things grow legs that, um, you know, because people are commenting on stuff that they're, all right, they're triggered about it, they're reacting and saying, is this a blanket thing or, you know, is this exactly the same as something else and this is totally wrong too. So, you know, and, and commenting on stuff sometimes without even understanding the why, the wherefore, whatever behind it. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure the school will manage to sort it out. And, you know, they may end up apologising for the way they communicated the message. Um, well, they haven't know, so far. I mean, what they, the, the latest statement to Bertie from them is, you know, that um, there, there is a uniform code and uh, we are are entitled to to enforce it. Yeah, well, that's where I went to first in my head without even knowing if there was one. Because all schools that do have dress codes, uniform codes, you know, the pupils are expected to adhere to that. So if, you know, whatever was being worn, whether it was by all of the students or part of the students or whatever was deemed to have been breached the code, I think the schools could have probably handled it in a much more sensitive way. Mm. Um, Do you agree with that, Gillian? I think so, and and I suppose they'll have their reasons for for having dress codes and things like that within schools, and it's about getting that message across, communicating with the parents, communicating with students as to why that's important that people, I suppose, abide by those uh, those conditions within the schools. Um, but I definitely think it's possibly a communication piece that could have been maybe handled a little bit, a little mm. bit better. But I mean, then obviously we've also separately heard this um, uh, debate uh, around uh, image-based sexual abuse and uh, these photographs um, that were um, very widely distributed, unfortunately, without the consent of uh, the women concerned, um, and you know. And then others making the point that um, uh, how has it been put? I think um, that it's time to stop um, warning your daughter to be careful and start teaching your son. I mean, how much of that ties into the 16 days of action against gender-based violence around the world, Miriam? Hugely. I mean, for years, basically, as Gillian will echo as well, um, rape crisis, domestic violence work for, for years and years and years has always been seen as a women's issue, women's problem. And, you know, over the years, we have, all of us and all of the, the membership of LAN have been working hard in our awareness raising that, yes, of course, when it affects a woman, of course, the supports and stuff need to be there to to support her in whatever difficulty she's going through. 
but in the general awareness and raising of issues and stuff like that, when we do that type of work, we are basically focusing as much as we can on that cause of it. So, yes, in schools, in programmes, there has been great strides made in the past couple of years in education programmes, in schools. There's a lot, lot more to be done. But it is all about educating the the young people about mutual respect and the harm that can be done to to people um, when that isn't in place. So, yeah, it, it's a two-edged sword. Mm. We're talking to Miriam Duffy from Rape Crisis Midwest mm. and uh, Gillian Baker from ADAPT. Uh, so, Gillian, what part is ADAPT Limerick playing in the campaign this year? Yeah, so, Joe, obviously, as you mentioned there, um, with COVID restrictions, um, a lot of the campaign is going to be kind of online this year. Um, so, in ADAPT, we're actually uh, launching a social media campaign called If Home Is Where, if Home is where Hurt Is. And, again, the aim is to raise awareness and call for change uh, to ensure that women and children are safe from abuse. But the focus of this um, online campaign will be to highlight some of the challenges that women face when they experience domestic abuse, but also, uh, importantly, to highlight the services across the country that are available as well. And as part of the campaign, you'll be able to follow uh, the story of Lily and her mum in a little three-part mini-animation series. And we're going to launch the first of that series uh, today after lunch. And the second one will be launched then next week and the third one on the last week of the campaign. And then throughout, we're going to be sharing content, posting information about the campaign and supporting other services and organisations on their, like on their own online initiatives as well. Um, and part of that, we'll also be asking people to virtual purple up. Um, so this is basically kind of all things purple. Um, could be fancy dress purple makeup, purple up a room in your home or the office. And the idea is that you participate by taking a photo, sharing your activities on your social media and tagging, liking, sharing and really kind of building momentum for the campaign um, and really getting that message out there. And, and I suppose that's the aim of that really is to, to promote societal change. Yeah, well, they say necessity is the mother of invention and people have had to be really, really creative online this year and that's another example of it. Miriam, the other key point uh, is that as we head towards Christmas, it's a time, unfortunately, when violence against women can be a factor um, and on top of that, you've had the year of COVID running into it. So, you know, it, it is a worry, isn't it? It is a worry, and that's that's one of the, the huge bonuses of the, the local area network. As I say, all of the organisations that are involved in it, we usually meet monthly. We've been Zooming this year, obviously. But um, because it is a network and one of the key roles, although we do run a, a couple of events and we do facilitate a bit of training throughout the year, and we didn't do that much of it this year because of COVID, but one of the key pieces of work that the local area network does is the sharing of information with all of the services that are involved on a monthly basis. So if an issue is raised in ADAPT, we would hear about it at the next meeting. Somebody maybe from Ongarda Shea Corner who are involved in it would be kind of 
putting their tuppence halfpenny worth into it. We can bring issues to the right people. Um, we also have a number of community-based organisations like the Limerick Women's Network, Hospital Family Resource Centre. You know, so it's it's the information is getting to the people on the ground that are actually meeting the people that need the help. Yes, yes. Okay. So, and Very again, good. it's it's a way of us getting all of our information out to all the other organisations very quickly. All right, well, listen, thank you both for telling us about the 16 days of action against gender-based violence around the world uh, as uh, it uh, pertains to Limerick. Miriam Duffy of Rape Crisis Midwest and Gillian Baker from Adapt Limerick. We appreciate your time and, of course, you can find out more online about those organisations and other related organisations if uh, you need information or especially if you need help. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.